do believe that some of the things that we go through, that we overcome, it's really so that we are positioned to help someone else. And so I do believe that everything that I've gone through, it's been for a reason. I'm Yvette Walker, the host of the Positively Joy podcast, where we discover that joy is not a feeling, it's faith. You can find previous episodes at PositivelyJoy.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. However you found yourself here, you are welcome, and I believe it was truly God-destined. We are in Season 3, and this season has taken the podcast into the vantage point of what joy is. I'd like you to listen to each episode this season through the lens of how Jesus Christ defines joy. John chapter 15, verse 11 reveals this when Jesus tells us to keep the Father's commandments and abide in his love. Jesus says, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. Enjoy, and I pray you receive the message the Father has for you. Dr. Jessica Houston has overcome it all. She has overcome poverty, depression, low self-esteem, and domestic abuse. Through her strong belief in God and herself, she is passionate about sharing how others can live an abundant and satisfying life full of joy despite any obstacles they may encounter. She is expecting victory. Here's Dr. Houston. Dr. Jessica Houston, thank you so much for being on the show today. Hello, I'm excited to be here. Well, I thought that you would be a great guest today because of the powerful message you have on overcoming barriers and just everything um, that you have learned along the way. And so I thought we would chat about that because that is a subject that so many people constantly, constantly struggle with. You know, it's we're talking on a Sunday, and my pastor this morning talked about the barrier of, like, do you even want to be healed? Mm. You know, you would say yes, but, I mean, you know, it was a really interesting message. And so I think that this is going to really relate to a lot of people today. So I'm excited to have you on the show. Thank you. All right. Well, we want to get to know you a little bit better. Now, we know that, you know, you're obviously an inspirational speaker, and um, you've, you've traveled internationally delivering your message, um, and you have a career in social work. K-12 administration. Um, now, though, you're at Purdue University as a professor, and that is awesome. I, I also met a university, and, you know, I love seeing so many accomplished Black women at the university level, so that's awesome. Um, but you're doing a lot of other things, so let's just get straight to you. Tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to really understand the message that you like to deliver today. Yes, yeah, so... I guess when, when I think about where I am right now, it's really like, wow, <laughs> because of where I started, I, 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 I had extremely low self-confidence. I, mm. I, I ended up in a physically abusive relationship and I stayed in that relationship for six years. I struggled with infertility. I struggled with depression. I had multiple miscarriages. And so I went through such a tough time that there were times when I thought, like, will I even make it through this? And not even thinking about, you know, getting 
a PhD and becoming a professor and becoming an author. But I do believe that some of the things that we go through, that we overcome, it's really so that we are positioned to help someone else. And so I do believe that everything that I've gone through, it's been for a reason. And so, um, you know, you hear a lot of times that, you know, there's a purpose for your pain. And I do really, truly believe that because without my experiences, I wouldn't have anything to put into the books that I've written. Um, I wouldn't be able to teach about personal growth, about personal development, about business, um, you know, without me making a lot of huge mistakes in business. And so um, I'm, I'm grateful for what God has done in my life. But I also understand that life is just life. <laughs> like, it's not going to be perfect. And that's you are so right. You're so right. <laughs> but I had to come to that conclusion. Like, I know you've got this beautiful picture idea in your head of what life is supposed to be like, but it is not. <laughs> so <laughs> that is true. So let's hear those experiences in that testimony. Yes, yes. So I'll go back to even my, my childhood of um actually being the first person to, on my mom's side of the family, to go to college, to graduate from college, um, to go on to earn a master's degree and a social work degree. And then again, um, I, I really did not like the person in the mirror. So my, my inner belief about myself was that I wasn't pretty. Um, I didn't like my skin tone. I didn't like my nose. I didn't like my hips. I thought, you know, it was just like, and during the time that I grew up, there were, I'm sure I'm dating myself, but, you know, we really watched a lot of videos like, you know, MTV and VH1 and B. Like, I watched all of that stuff. And because I did not look like the ladies that I saw on television, I would just tear myself apart. And I, I really do believe that that is really what made me stay in that relationship for so long, in that physically abusive relationship, because I thought that was really the best that I could do. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of us were comparing ourselves to those video vixens. Yes. And that is not, I mean, that's not realistic to be able to do that. It's not. It's not. And I just, I would just like tear myself apart. And the thing is, people would be like, oh, you're so pretty, you're so this. But what I've learned is that it doesn't matter what anyone else says. If you don't believe it, it's not truth. And so for me, so true. So learn. I had to learn to love Mm. myself. I had to learn to say you are beautiful, like, and that you deserve better. You do not deserve someone to cheat on you. You do not deserve someone to put their hands on you. You do not deserve to have to report everywhere that you're going. You you shouldn't be stalked. And for me, because I also had this issue with my biological dad not being as present as he should have been and could have been, that also, I believe, drove me into um, unhealthy relationships as well. Mm. Was there a time when, and I know whatever happened and whatever it was, was was God-driven, but was there a time that is uppermost on your memory where you said, okay, this is it. I am getting out of this relationship because I don't deserve this. Can you describe that? Yes, yes, yes. It's so weird because it's almost like you finally realize this is not going anywhere. 
he's not changing because this is the thing, you know, they buy you flowers. They do all of this. I won't do it again. I love you. Like he brought me a ring, like all of this stuff to keep me there. But it was when I actually earned my master's degree in social work. I said, okay, Jessica, you've done a lot. So it's really time for you to move on. And what I decided to do was move out of the state because I realized that if I was anywhere in close proximity, I was going back. And so when I moved away, that was my, my first step towards really, really walking away. And when I walked away, he didn't know where I moved. He, he could not reach me at all. And um, my number changed because I changed states. And so that was the best decision that I could have made. And that's when I really was able to live life. I was able to start over. I was able to at least begin to experience some form of, of happiness. And I still dealt with the low self-confidence. So let me go ahead and be clear on that. <laughs> it took another decade for me to even get to where I am now, but moving away was really my moment of freedom. If you're listening to the show, you're already a member of the Positively Joy family. But now you can actually join our new membership levels and support the show while getting bonus content and free merch. Go to PositivelyJoy.com to learn more. And as you said earlier, you've been through some stuff, like a lot of us have, like a lot of people listening have, you know, the relationships. Um, and, and did you say a miscarriage? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, now you are an ordained minister, and I'm wondering when during all this, you know, during your time, when did you get into the ministry? Oh, gosh, that took some time. <laughs> I was, um, how did the, they say it back in the day? I was straddling the fence for a long time. So I grew up in church, but it didn't stop me from partying. Like I still, I knew God. I knew that what I was doing was wrong, but I still did it. Um, so it, it really took a long time for me to even step into ministry because I felt, and I don't know if maybe you had this too. And I grew up in a, a, a church. We were uh, holiness, Pentecostal. And so they were very strict. And my thought was, if I really step into this, I can't be myself. Like all I have to do, I, I got to wear dresses to the floor. I can't wear makeup. I can't listen to anything but gospel. Like, And so I just thought, this is not the life that I want until I realized that you're not giving up anything. You're stepping into something beautiful, but it really took a true mindset shift for me to step into ministry. And so, yeah, I, during my, my 20s, all the way really up until around my early 30s is when I really started taking ministry seriously. Mm, mm, okay. Um, I know that you, some of the other things that you do is uh, you do professional development training. And it's interesting because I think those of us who have been seekers and who have found God um, are able to take those gifts. First of all, able to even recognize the gifts that he's given us. That's yeah. number one, because so many, I think, you know, can't even recognize that. So first of all, understanding that, yeah, he's given me these gifts. So now how am I going to apply them? And in professional development, I'm wondering, 
Um, what gifts do you think he's given you that you are applying when you are helping other people to grow? Because that's what professional development uh, is. It's helping people to grow in in their their job or whatever situation they're in. Yes, and it's so it's so connected even to social work and and counseling and empowering and teaching. Like I have all of these gifts and I've had people to come up to me after my speaking engagements and I don't talk about God. I don't say Jesus. And they're like, there's something different about you. Like, are you a minister? And I'm like, yes. And they're like, I knew, I knew there was something. Or someone would say, you have have this special light or brightness. And I'm saying, yep, I know exactly. (laughs) I know exactly (laughs) what that is. And so I do believe that me having that connection with God and prayer and worship, I believe that it adds fire to my message. So someone else could probably say the same thing. But what people have told me over and over again is that like what you're saying, it resonates. What you're saying, it feels like you were speaking directly to me. And you you already know this is when God gives you something. It's, 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 it's like, oh, gosh, this is exactly what I needed. Like people will say, I stumbled across one of your YouTube videos. Thank you so much. I'm like, nope, you did not stumble. (laughs) That's right. You were God led to that video. And so, yes, I just love the fact that our gifts are for the church as well as outside of the church. And I believe that if we can all embrace that, Like, no, we're not running from the world. No, we want to make sure that they know how good God is. Oh, and he is such a good, good father. Yes. So we are moving into your message now. And I want to, I want to know about that. And I know that you speak to people about inadequacy. Can you talk a little bit about what you share with people? And basically, what is your message that you, your God-given message that you think is need to be pushed out into the world. Yes. So, and and that message, again, it comes from my personal experience of always feeling inadequate, always feeling like I'm not enough. I, I graduated from high school a year early. I was in college at 17. I made really good grades, but I still did not believe that I was smart. And it's like, where did that come from? It was an inner thing that I was dealing with. And so for me, I had to be very intentional about working on my confidence. And I believe that um, it's important for everyone to be very intentional about working on self-belief. I do believe that we must believe in God, but if you do not believe in yourself, if he gives you the idea, will you be confident enough to implement it? That's that's the thing that I believe is really important is, yes, definitely trust that he's going to give you what you need, but also trust that what he has given you is enough for you to complete whatever assignment he gives you. Because sometimes, well, no, not, no, let me back up. Not sometimes. Every time God has given me something, it's been bigger than what I expected. It's taken more than I thought it was going to take. Like I had to grow into it. I had to step into it. I had to ask for help. I had to get resources. I had to really step out of my comfort zone. And so what I would say is instead of 
really being concerned about what you do not have. You focus on what you have and how you can use what you have to get to the place where you desire to be. And as long as you believe in God, if you believe in Holy Spirit that is inside of you, you already have what you need. And I think it's more of a mindset thing of thinking, I don't have what I need. I don't have what I need. I run into people all the time who say, I've been wanting to write a book for five years. Well, what's stopping you? (laughs) Uh, I'm raising my hand here. (laughs) Yeah, I I completely hear what you were saying. And, but you know what, but here's the thing. Uh, And you you mentioned this before, people settle. You know, they, you know, I think you've said that people may have a, a God-given brilliance, but they will settle for something else because, um, because, that, because they don't have, and this is the title of your website, I love it, I love it that uh, expecting victory. You know, they don't have that expectation that God is going to give them the victory. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, gosh, yes. It's so, when I, when I wanted to start this, using this title, several people said, no, expecting victory. And I thought, you know what? I'm going with what I feel. And I'm so glad I did. And I noticed that you have a victory connection too. Um, When I saw that, I was like, oh, I knew it. God is always up to something. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So I believe that you have to always expect victory. And even if it doesn't look like a victory at that time, it will be a victory in the end because God is going to use whatever that outcome is to either make you better or to make someone else better. And um, that brings me to uh, Romans 8, 28. All things work together for the good of those who love God. Like I believe that all things work together. I always, I'm always expecting victory. And so our minds they tend to go negative. And so you have to make sure that you're constantly talking to yourself. And as a social worker, hey, I'm telling you, you have to, you have to talk back to yourself because some of the thoughts that come into your mind are just not true. And in positive psychology, they call it cognitive distortion. So you're basically, the narrative that you've written is inaccurate. Wow, that's really interesting. And I've mentioned this on this on this program before. God, I'm a journalist by trade. So God gave me this name. And I tell people that God gave me the Positively Joy podcast. He had to because that's grammatically incorrect. It should be positively joyous. But that's not what he said. And I said, okay, fine. Because I think, and this, I think this goes to what you're saying, that this positivity, that the God wants people to really understand and walk in a positive mindset and understand that they need to claim their joy, walk in that joy. And joy is not happiness necessarily. It can be, but it's not. And, and I like to say that joy is not a feeling it's faith. Oh gosh. Yes. You are talking. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. So true. But see, this is interesting. So we were talking about people settling and things like that. Uh, and not feeling worthy. It's interesting. I think there are some people out there who are almost there. So for example, people who really do believe that they are a child of God, that he, and he is such a good, good father, and that everything that 
we are doing is for his glory. They, they believe in all of that. But taking it a step further, um, that if you, if you ask him, he will even give you more. I mean, you know, again, that expecting victory. So for years, I think I was very happy in a situation where God loves me. I'm cool. I don't really have to, you know, I don't need to be nice if I did this one day. Well, you know, whatever. But no, God, you know, it, it wasn't until I really began to try to spend some time in his word and, and, and hear him and listen for that assignment. Mm. A lot of people, I think, are not listening for that assignment and understanding that if you get an assignment, number one, you better do it. And number two, he will give you the victory. <laughs> and so I think there's some of us who are, who are, you know, quote unquote, good Christians, but we could be taking that other step. Yes, yes, yes. And sometimes it's a thought of, well, that's for other people, you know. Yes. I, I, or I just prefer to be in the background. <laughs> I hear that a lot. I just prefer to be in the background. But God has given you gifts for you to share and so really, you are, are holding someone else back by not sharing what he's given you because you have a solution to something that is like plaguing someone right now. But because in your mind, I'm not ready, I'm not prepared, I don't have the credentials, I don't have this. I, and it's like, no, all you need is what he told you. <laughs> and then you got to act on it, as you said, and he will take care of the risk. Wow, so true. And and I think that people even can know it and believe it, but there's still something that can hold them back. And so I encourage folks who may be listening, this is I think this is an important takeaway. Um, you may have an assignment that you for whatever reason are not stepping into. And so I think that's really important. All right, couple questions for you. Um, we've just talked about the gifts that he gives all of us and that he's given you and, and how you're using those. Um, can you tell me, can you remember a time when uh, you really use those gifts to help somebody like a, in a specific time? That's really like a wow thing. Yeah. I mean, well, I do a lot of coaching. So now I have to really think about a specific situation um, because I, I work with a lot of women um, who really want to start a business. They want to write a book. They want to do coaching or speaking. And they're really, really dealing with that self-doubt. And so what I like to do, I'm also a certified coach. And so I, I like to really get to the root of what's stopping you. Like what is stopping you? And sometimes I found that women who are married and they have children, it's so easy for them to say, well, you know, it's kind of selfish. It's kind of selfish for me to do this. And I'm like, but you want to make sure that you are finishing the assignment. Because at the end of the day, when you have to answer to God, you're going to have to explain why you did not use your gifts. You know, it's just like the story of the talents. Like, did you bury it? Like, are you going to actually use what you've been given? And so for me, when I'm coaching, I like to get to the root of it. And then 
we're going to make sure that you understand that, again, it's a false narrative. You're going to, because basically you can be a mom, a wife, and still have a career. You could be a mom, a wife, and still have a business. You can still write your book. You can still have a podcast. It's not an either or, or, well, I'm just going to wait until the kids are grown. Like, no, you can do this now. I don't care if you just take one hour a day for yourself to work on your assignment, but you've got to be willing to put that time in and not keep making excuses because basically that's what it comes down to. And I'm, I'm and I am that type of coach where I'm just going to be honest <laughs> with you. I, I don't know any other way to say it. Like, okay, it's an excuse. So is it fear? Is it doubt? Is it perfectionism? What is it? Because pursuing your vision doesn't make you a bad woman. And I, I and I wonder, like, why is it? Is it just our upbringing? Why is it that women battle with that more than men? Because men, they're going to go for it. <laughs> they, they don't even think about it. And I think you're right. And I, I think as women, we are so used to taking care of other people. Um, that nurturer in us, yes. um, you know, even even if you do have a go-getter personality, there's still that piece of most women, and I don't want to say everybody, but I, I think most women, certainly the women that I've that I know and that I've been around, have that piece of them where they look outward and mm-hmm. not inward, and it's easier to look outward than inward, and so maybe that's a part of it. It is, it yeah. Is. So, you know, you have, um, so you've done a lot and I know that you've overcome a lot, overcome a lot of those barriers, but I, I wonder if you can remember a time when you felt God's love just overwhelm you in a situation. Oh, yes. Oh, so many times because there have been times when I've been like literally brought to my knees. As I mentioned, I struggled with depression and not just, oh, I'm having a bad day. But no, I mean like clinically depressed. I mean not wanting to get out of bed depressed. And definitely, I think some of the deepest pains I've experienced has been related to grief. So Uh, definitely losing my dad, who I called my dad. He's actually my stepfather, but he raised me from childhood. And um, that was really, really tough. And um, that really drew me closer to God than I've ever been. I I can remember thinking, this is just not fair. It's it's just not fair. And I'm and I and I had the same thought when I had miscarriages. Like this is just not fair. And God allowed me to be angry. <laughs> like he uh, because I was sitting I'm like and I don't know if anybody else has done this, but I and I and maybe a, a super religious thing, but it was almost like I'm a good person. You know, I read my Bible. I don't do anything bad to people. I don't steal. I don't and I mean, I'm like well, why is this happening to me? And why am I losing this? Or why did my dad have have to leave so early? Or why did I have to get so excited about this pregnancy just for it to be a loss? And so it was during those times that he allowed me to vent and he brought me back to him, even in 
my pain, my hurt, my grief, my anger. And I realized that just like he got you through the last trial, the last challenge, he'll do it again. And he does it over and over again. It's just me having to trust that if he says he's your comforter, he's your comforter. It's not, oh gosh, don't get me on my soapbox, but the Bible is not just this book that we read. Like it's living, it's life, it's truth. And so I have to always go back to what did he say? <laughs> what what does his word say? Mm, wow. Wow. This is really powerful. Well, I want people to be able to find you, find that awesomely titled <laughs> website, Expecting Victory. And I know you have a gift for people. So tell us where we can find you, your website and social media, and then tell us about that gift you have for people. So, yes. So my website is expectingvictory.com. Actually, the, the free gift is on my website. It's called the Ultimate Breakthrough Strategy. And so if you feel like you're stuck, if you feel like there, you know that there is more in you and you need someone to help you, to walk you through it, to give you specific strategies and steps that you can take, then definitely check that out. Um, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, all of them. So either it's going to be at Dr. Jess Houston on Instagram and Twitter or Dr. Jessica Houston on LinkedIn and Facebook. Excellent. Excellent. So what's the takeaway today? What do you, what do you really want people to press the stop button and say, okay, I got to go tell Michelle about this or whoever? Yes. The takeaway is that one, you are enough. Two, that you have everything you need to fulfill the assignment that is on your life. If it's scary, it's normal. If it's too big for you, you know that it came from God. So step into it, do the work, and remember that nothing is too hard for God. Amen. Amen. Jessica, thank you so much for today. I've really enjoyed talking to you. And uh, I think that there were so many great takeaways today. And I really hope that people leave here feeling, like you said, that they are enough and they can go and seek out that assignment and go do it. So thank you so much for that. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Positively Joy today. Go to PositivelyJoy.com for inspiration, encouragement, and past episodes. Follow the podcast and review and subscribe wherever you go for podcasts. Don't forget to check out our cool merchandise with our new logo. And also on the website, go to the talk tab and leave us a message on what you love about Positively Joy and what you'd like to hear in the future. Again, thanks so much for being with us. Bye for now.